Hello, we're Hello. back. We're here. A part two of our uh, special top ten video games of all time. Shout out to DJ once again for requesting this episode that we actually had to turn into two episodes. So, you got a twofer there, buddy. Two for um, the price of being great. <laughs> Um, so you started out with, uh, ten last time. Do you want to start again, or shall I, so, I start with five? Uh, go ahead and you start with five. Okay. Um, uh, my number five top video game of all time is Tekken 7. Um, it would have been very easy for me to pick Tekken 3 <laughs> instead of Tekken 7, but I think just based on time spent... Um, playing this game. This is another one of those games that I, I talked to, towards the end of the last episode about uh, yeah. couch co-op and playing yeah. games with my brother. And Tekken 7 is a game that I play literally like 98% of the time when I go over to my brother's house these days. Him and I sit down and we play at least a set of Tekken matches. <laughs> a set is best two out of three <laughs> And every match we play is uh, five rounds on infinite time. Okay. So, so we it's play pure skill. Yeah, yeah. We go and um, nowadays we play like unless we're like specifically challenging, like with our main characters, we just play on random. And we'll just both pick random for like every match. Hell yeah! And I, I have spent an inordinate amount of time of my life playing Tekken. And my little brother is so much better at it than I am. <laughs> he knows how to do the combos. He's memorized move sets and things like that. Like I'm pretty sure. So sorry, uh, but uh, like if I were to pick one of these, if I were to pick a Tekken to put on my list, it would have been Tekken three. And I'm pretty sure I still have moves for Yoshimitsu memorized from that. Game. <laughs> That's crazy. <coughs> Yoshimitsu's for partiers. That's what we say. Yoshimitsu likes to party. He's what? really unpredictable, and he's been my favorite since I was eight. So, <laughs> um, yeah. it, it's just I love this game so much, so fucking much. Tekken's the fucking shit. It's so good, and I have so many good memories playing it with my brother and just hanging out, just playing games. And it, it we always come back to Tekken. It's always just. I love that you have these, like, awesome familial memories with these games. Because every time I bring up a game, it's like, man, I remember trying to remember, or trying, I remember trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember, remember. I remember trying to understand uh, the Tekken story by myself <laughs> at that age. And look, I didn't get it. That's I, d I did not understand. Back then, it was difficult to yeah. understand what was happening. Yeah, and like... Okay, following it now, it still doesn't, like, make a lot of oh, sense. Oh, no, it's anime nonsense is yeah, what it is. But... but, like, there's at least, like, things that they tell you make sense that if you follow, you can understand why it's happening. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. All of, all of my memories of games like this are always me getting through the story with every single character and then, like, trying to figure out everything, all the little extra stuff. And, you know, it's all by myself. Yeah. Well, Tekken 3 was the first one. Like, it had Tekken Force mode, which was a side-scrolling beat-em-up game that you could play in there. Yeah. And you unlock Dr. Boskanovich if you beat it with the right character. And you could unlock Ogre. There was the Tekken Ball, which was basically beach volleyball, but you 
did it with Tekken characters and Tekken attack moves. Yeah. <laughs> like... I remember that. Oh, there were so many. One of the games, like Tekken 6, maybe, or something like that, had uh, a bowling mini game that you could play. Tekken Bowling. <laughs> Which was fun, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, I just... I Yeah. Tekken 7, though, in particular, is... Just because amount of time played, basically, for how long it's been out and how much we've played it. It's like a toss-up between that one and 3. Oh, yeah. I love Tekken. Tekken is rad. Uh, so, I put my number 5 game as... Uh, one of the best in the series, Tony Hawk's Underground. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I picked Underground, and that, like, it's... I don't know if it's actually better than Underground 2. That's debatable. Yeah, yeah. Toss-up. Uh, Underground 2 definitely has a lot of pros over it um, that probably make it an objectively better game. But the first Underground, the way the story was set up, the way you had, like, a skate rival, mm-hmm. fuck you, Eric. <laughs> uh, the, That's the first time I've heard you talk about a rival in a game in any sort of mean way He was at all. a dick, alright? <laughs> they did a really good job making him a dick. His name was Eric Sparrow, and I still fucking hate him. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he was so salty over a fictional video game character from like what twenty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was a dick though. It was like two thousand four. So yeah. Oh my Like God. twenty years ago. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but the Underground series, uh, the way the first story was set up was really cool because you got to like get your sponsors, you know, become a pro skater like after you became an am and you had to win contests after you filmed videos like and it was all, you know, Tony Hawk skater scheme like mm-hmm. it was all real basic like get fucking 30,000 points in a manual yeah, for right. this one like and you're like, "Okay, yeah, I got it in 30 seconds cuz no problem." Yeah. Uh, but it was just the, the way it was set up and the way they made it possible to walk around, the open-worldiness of the of it as a game and, like, the extra stuff that got starting to get thrown in. and mm-hmm. Like, it was it was Tony Hawk Plus. Yeah. And it was so cool. It was, it was such it was a was everything that experience. we had been wanting in a Tony Hawk game yeah. for so long. Yeah, and it was really, really fun. And uh, special shout out to American Wasteland as well. I had a lot of fun playing that one, and it was, it was the most punk feeling one. Yeah, um, I never got to play American Wasteland. Uh, I played Underground, and I played Underground Two, but I never owned either of those ones. So I just got to like borrow them, or maybe I even rented them because that's back when I mean there was a video store in Canada. I have them both on GameCube. And, uh, now. <laughs> um, the one I remember playing the most is I had a copy of Pro Skater 3 for the original PlayStation. Ugh, and I, classic. I played a lot of Pro Skater 3. Yeah, I played, uh, so I didn't have one because it wasn't available on the consoles I had when I found these games. But I got two, and I got three. I missed out on four. I don't know why, but I just wasn't able to play four. And, like... 
is I was able to go over to a friend's house and play it a couple of times, and it was just all new to me. <laughs> I was like, this is bullshit. I can't take the time to master all this shit right now. That sucks. <laughs> but then I played all the rest of them, and I played Project 8, and I didn't play Downhill Jam. <laughs> I don't I don't blame you. I didn't play either of those. So. Project 8 was fine. They did this weird thing where they were like, yeah, you can do super custom awesome tricks and you like do an ollie and then in slow-mo you kick your board around. Oh, I remember the... seeing that. Yeah. And it was it was kind of a fun concept, but it was it just really slowed down a very fast game. Mm-hmm. And it felt like the the wrong thing. Skate had come out at that point, so I think they were trying to compete. Makes sense. Anyway, uh, yeah, fucking love all the Tony Hawk games to that point. And yeah. yeah, Underground that was Underground pivotal game pivotal. changer. Love it. Uh, my number four. Yes, Crash Bandicoot three. Particularly Ooh. Crash Bandicoot three. Okay, because my I started playing Crash Bandicoot when they first came out, so I I've been a fan of the Crash games forever, and as such, I am a huge fan of Naughty Dog. Just I love Naughty Dog games. I love The Last of Us. I literally just got the done game, game developer Naughty Dog. Yes, I I literally just got done beating Uncharted four for like the third or fourth time last you night. See, I thought people might have gotten confused about. A Bandicoot being a naughty dog. <laughs> a Bandicoot's a marsupial. It's not even a... No, not a canine. Um, but Crash Bandicoot 3, I remember that particularly being the game where, like, it was just the most fun. By, by the third game, they had really, like, nailed down the mechanics of what they wanted the duo like the physics of the game itself. Yeah. The controls were really tight and worked really, really, really well. They had basically learned to perfect the platforming elements on the PlayStation One at that point. And it was just so much fun. And the power ups you get in that game, like they still had the same ones from like the second game, which were like you get the slide ability and you can do like a belly flop. Right. And then, but they added in, like, you get, like, a turbo, like, a super spin that helps you glide farther and, like, whatnot. And then that game also gave you the fruit bazooka that shoots wumpa fruit at things. <laughs> it's just, it's so much fun. Fruit bazooka. <clears throat> yeah, you get a fruit bazooka. Uh, a fruit bazooka, it's right there. It feels <laughs> natural. Why did you not just say that? I don't know. It's a fruit bazooka. Because I've never thought of it that way. It's, it's my fruit bazooka. But it's so naturally right there. I don't know, man. Or Bafrutska? <laughs> no, no. That's that sounds, that sounds Russian. Bafrutska! <laughs> Bafrutska! <laughs> what do you mean by that? Boom! <laughs> Fruit. Uh, but no, it's just, it's a really, really, really fun platforming game, and it's got, like, five different, like, world settings in it, and each one of them is, like, fun and has, like, fun, unique things to do, while still giving you, like, some of the levels are repetitive. There's, like, multiple levels where you are, play as Crash's sister Coco, and you ride on her little tiger pet, and there's a few levels where you are 
doing a race. Like, Crash rides a motorcycle in this game in some levels, and you do motorcycle races. <laughs> well, you're in a motorcycle. The rest of them are in, like, rat rod cars. And Crash is in a leather jacket with these awesome aviator sunglasses on, riding on a motorcycle. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's so good. That's how you want to see him. That's, a, that's the way to be. There's a couple of jet ski levels where you play as Coco, and a couple of airplane levels where you play as Coco as well. So you fly around in an airplane, you have to shoot down blimps. Yes. What? Yeah, you're in a dogfight, and there's a bunch of other airplanes shooting like at you. full-on blimps? And, yeah, you have to shoot down these big Not blimps. Not like hot air balloons, but blimps? They're blimps. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like zeppelins? Yeah, yes. that's rad. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, this was... game is kick-ass, dude. It's so much fun. And it's uh, there's 25 levels plus five secret like, bonus levels when you get done with the game and get enough of the... Like, extra shit there's five bonus levels and obviously it's one of those old school ones so you got like the crystals that help you complete the storyline and then there's gems that are like extra content that has its own separate storyline right. that if you get all the gems in, it gives you a secret ending and then there's they added in the relics in this game so where the very last power if you get is the sprint shoes where if you hold one of the trigger buttons then it like it lets you move at double speed pretty much and you can sprint through levels oh yeah and uh then the second time you play through a level, there's a stopwatch you run through, and then there's some of the boxes turn into, like, numbered golden boxes, and if you hit them, it stops the timer, and your goal is to get through the level as fast as possible, and then there's, like, three different levels of, like, relic that you can get, and so there's another thing that happens if you get, like, all the platinum relics in every level as That's well. so much you shit, actually. There's a lot in it, <clears throat> and it's Damn. a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Highly recommend Crash Bandicoot 3 than anyone that's not played it. Because, damn, it's great. Hell yeah. That was your number four? Yeah. Good, because I forgot where we were. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got my number four, and uh, I've definitely said it was my favorite game of all time, but I've never actually listed them out before. <laughs> uh, but this is Fallout New Vegas. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I, I have heard you make this claim, and it's yeah. funny that this ends at four. I yeah. was suspecting it to be a higher number. No, it's, it's still fourth. still fourth of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, and no, I that's, play, fair. that's fair. I, I played a lot of video games since I was very young. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I am considering these games based on uh, impact and, like, time played and, like, overall enjoyment over the years and, like, longstanding enjoyment. Like, yes, replayability as well as a factor. Uh -huh. Oh, definitely. All of these things. So, yeah. like, all of those things considered, of all the games I've ever played, Fallout New Vegas is number four. And it is absolutely the best Fallout game. Um, I, okay, to be fair, I've never played one and two. Don't come at me, old school guys. <laughs> I just, I'd never, never had the means to play it. Oh, I did have a Steam for a bit, but I was busy playing Battlefront 2 from 2005. But, uh, <laughs> uh, this, this game, I've put over 1,200 hours, and I haven't been able to play it for years because my 360 stopped reading discs, and I just haven't gone out of my way to fix it or get a new 360. But, uh, uh, yeah, the vanilla version on the Xbox 360, I've put over 1,200 hours onto. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just going through and beating the thing and going through and beating the thing and going through and, like, 
just playing as new characters, like, finding new places somehow. Like, there's always some little, like, oh, I didn't know this house was here. I've been in literally every other house in this town, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this one was here. You find, like, a teddy bear to add to your collection. You're like, yes. <laughs> Stealing this teddy bear. Yeah. But that's one of the best things, actually, about that is having your own little house and taking stuff back. Uh, like, one thing I did is I would... Because I only wear, like, the armor that's the most protective at the time. And then, like, once I'm at a certain point, I'll wear the one that looks best and has a certain level of protection. Mm-hmm. Right. But... You get a lot of clothes, and I like to keep the clothes, but they take up space and weight in your inventory. Mm-hmm. So what I, I like to do is uh, line them all up on the shelves and tables in my house. Yeah. And so I just have clothes lined out everywhere, because I pick up all the different clothes that you can get. I line them all up. Got a whole room for vault suits. <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, uh... The dialogue options in that game are some of the funniest and wittiest, just well thought out and sometimes emotionally heart wrenching. Like, yeah, uh, there's some really like it's just really well written dialogue and really well written dialogue that gives you options as to how the conversation's going to go, and it feels like it goes the way that you guide it. Mm-hmm. Like having I. In Fallout games, I always build a high-charisma character. Oh, yeah. And so I can, you know, talk my way out of pretty much anything. And there's there's a specific spot in Fallout New Vegas where you can uh, help out in the medical tent. And if your medical's not high enough, you can't actually do the right thing. But if your speech is high enough, you can convince pretty much everybody that you did your best to do the right thing, even if you fucked it all the way up and killed the person. <laughs> So, you're fine. (laughs) (coughs) Uh, That's funny. That's good shit. Yeah, and so it's just things like that that make it really, really fun. It's it's fun to go back through and like, well, how would this conversation go if I was this kind of person? Mm Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah. How would the world react to this asshole? Or like, yeah. Um, In Fallout 3, I've only blown up Tenpenny Tower once. Ugh. Shame. And it made me feel really, really... No, not Tenpenny Tower. Uh, n- the new, Nuketown. Nuketown. From Pen- Tenpenny Tower. I did yeah. it one time. And I felt really, really bad. I liked my apartment. It was nice. <laughs> but it wasn't worth it. And I felt really bad that whole playthrough. Oh, my God. You have such a weird Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Just don't understand. He's really, really loud at really not necessary times. <laughs> yeah. It's a video game. I play Red Dead 2 and I slaughter everybody. Yeah, nope. Leave nope. whole towns dead in my wake for no reason. Nope. Uh, the only time I really unnecessarily kill people in Fallout is uh, the people on the crosses, because if you try and get them down, they just die anyway. <laughs> so you you just mercy kill them? Uh, yeah, uh, I'll go through and I'll mercy kill every one of them because they shouldn't have to suffer like that. But I have tried to get them down and there's no way to get them down without them dying. <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> there's just people on the cross. You can talk to them and they're like, fuck off. <laughs> 
funny. I know. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, really like they, 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 they really are. They're just like irritated that they're there. They don't want to exist anymore because they're in so much pain, and they, well, like, you're just trying to have a conversation with them. Like, <laughs> stop it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So that was my number four. What's your number three? My number three is Resident Evil Seven. Ah. That's not three at all. <laughs> um, Resident Evil 7, I absolutely love this game very, very much. And I'm not going to say a whole Why? lot about it. I'm not going to say a whole lot about it because I want you to finish playing it. I will. Um, I'm getting scared in that weird house <laughs> now. Yeah, so but and so I, as to avoid uh, spoilers, I'm not going to say a whole lot about like Why story things. Why is the whole things. floor broken out? What's the point of living <laughs> like that? I hate this place. Being chased around by a weird lady, and every time I do, I just shit my pants. And I go to the home menu. Oh man. This game's fun when I'm just exploring and figuring out puzzles, and then I get chased around by, like, Ma or whoever, and I'm like, ah! Sorry, Ma, I was trying to figure out this weird light puzzle or whatever. It's a good game. It's really good. Oh, God. I'm but that's bad like... at scary games. <laughs> no, because I remember the first time I played this game, I had not been... Because I... Very much like I am a person that will play these games at like three o'clock in the morning with all the lights off, using my headphones for listening. So it's like like sitting right in front of my TV, basically trying to get as VR as I can with it, like living this experience as much as I can. You're a madman. And um, I remember the first time I played this game. I shut this off at twelve thirty in the middle of the day. <laughs> Oh, I don't even think this is like one of the scariest boy. ones. Uh, yeah, no, I hadn't. I hadn't been scared like that since I was like a little kid watching my dad play video games at scary games at three in the morning when he got off work. So that was just the time he had to play games. Right. It's probably where I developed that habit though, because <laughs> that's that's what we did. All the lights were off. My mom was asleep. He would play scary games. Well. It became scary games. It started off with, like, Tomb Raider, and then it was quickly you know, Resident Evil and Dino Crisis and Silent Hill. Silent Hill was terrifying as, like, an 8-year-old, 7-year-old child watching <laughs> that at 3 in the morning. Like, holy shit, that game is scary. Um, but this this game, it gave me scares to rival that, and it was really just... I love the story, I love the gameplay, and it... It's genuinely, actually, a scary game. There's a sense of dread that follows you pretty much the entire way through it, and I fucking love that about it. It's so good. It's a great game. Hell yeah. That's fucking rad. I'm excited for you to finish it, and I might need to borrow Resident Evil 8 back so I can beat it before you beat this one. That's fine. Because I'm in the middle of going through and playing a bunch of games again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Okay, that was your number three? Yes. Alright, so I've put as my number three, Skate. Ooh, Just okay. Just the first Skate. 
Yeah. I I know that might be controversial, because Skate 3 is obviously, like, the well-renowned one at this point. Skate 2 is the best one, though. Skate 2 is a lot of fun, and I know you like the co-op, the the multiplayer with the skate mode and stuff. Yep. Um, Once again, I play games mostly solo, or have until I got with my partner, my current partner, who is Mm -hmm. amazing. We're going to get married. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> sorry we've been talking about wedding stuff lately and it, it gives me butterflies um yeah but we, we play games together now but before that i had never really played games with people mm-hmm. so much so uh solo experiences and when i did get people to play skate with me it was just a slaughter yeah <laughs> yeah i'm i i like the skate games but i am not good at them yeah uh, they're not my best game. And so, yeah, I just rock the shit out of those games for years and years. And as soon like, when the first one came out, I remember going over to my buddy's house and seeing him do the Terry Kennedy pro mission to get the Terry Kennedy sponsor me tape thing done. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember exactly the mission. I could play skate and show it to you, like... That's how much of an impact this game had on me. Mm-hmm. I remember just realizing that a skateboarding game could simulate skateboarding <laughs> instead of being, you know, a button push game. Well, yeah, like I was a... I was trying to think of an elegant way to put that, like a like a, a weird facsimile of skateboarding put into the arcade. Mm-hmm. I, I think it became. It, it, the Tony Hawk games are, feel more like a traditional video game, whereas the skate game feels more fluid. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Tony, but uh, yeah, a Tony Hawk game is uh, get the numbers up. It's skateboard themed. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and skate was like, you like skateboarding? This is skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and. There were a lot of flaws to that first one. Not being able to get off your board was a big one because just getting back up the stairs when you didn't put a session marker down. <laughs> it, was, it was just little things like that that were super frustrating. Can I get enough speed to grind back up the rail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you can. Sometimes you can. But uh, the just seeing the way that moved, the way that worked as a game was so cool. It was so cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I put the first one down, and I played all three of them so much. There are still rumors about Skate 4 coming, but there's also rumors about it being a free-to-play game with uh, subscription features and hmm. ad play-on stuff. But doesn't the rumors don't sound good for skate four is what i'm saying yeah that sounds all bad yeah but uh that is the skate franchise is one of my very favorites and skate was pivotal for me in video games hell yeah yeah hell yeah um my number two two is death stranding all right see you had to have known it was going to be on the list somewhere now, somewhere around this episode's release will be the Flash release. The CG did not look as good in Flash as the characters in Death Stranding looked. Oh, yeah, Death Stranding is one of the most 
gorgeous games I have ever played in my life. Yeah, I've, I've, I've just watched videos of it, and all of the people in it look better than all of the CG people in The Flash. <laughs> or cats! Or cats. <clears throat> and, uh, this game... And, and I understand why this is not a game for everybody. I I hear the complaints. I hear the, it's just a walking simulator. I hear the Norman Reedus, this, this game is boring. Why do we have Norman Reedus walking across vast, beautiful landscapes where nothing's happening? <laughs> and <clears throat> to that I say, you're not paying attention to the story that Hideo Kojima's trying to tell you. Fair enough. Also, when you get far enough in the game... There are things that are there to fight. There are people that you can fight, and there are scary things that are trying to kill you and take your little baby. Your little baby, baby, baby. Baby, 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 His name's Baby. Baby, 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 baby. And it's it's an incredibly good game, and it's. So in-depth, and it's really pretty, and yes, a lot of it is just walking across these landscapes, and it's like, you have to, you carry things with you, like, you have, like, your ladders and your ropes and shit, and you have to, like, find a way to where you're going, and you have, like, this really cool in-depth map, and you can, like, zoom in and find valleys and your own way through the mountains and you can like chart you can leave little checkpoints for yourself and chart your exact path that you want to try to take on the map <laughs> and carry all the shit with you to climb around and do shit and basically just delivering stuff and connecting the internet and fighting people and killing things you don't have to kill things just like any other like a Metal Gear Solid game there's ways of taking things out that, like, you don't actually kill them. Except for the scary... I don't remember what the demon monsters are called. The strands or whatever. The demons. The death things. The things that kill everything, man. I, I, you're looking at me and you're I'm talking not, at me like I might know an answer. I, like, I, I, I might have heard it somewhere. I promise no, I have not. No, no. I was trying to rack my own brain for the name of them. But I, I cannot at the moment. I'm sorry. Um, but it is an incredibly, incredibly good game, and it absolutely captivated me. I think when I got it, this is probably a 60 to 80 hour game to completion, and it, I beat it in, like, a week. That's a lot of edging. Yeah, I, I just sat down and just vegged out and played game. (laughs) Vegged. It starts with a V. (laughs) I know, like but being a vegetable. You said it right after that, and it's like it was already what I was gonna say. My brain had a script for me. I was reading on a teleprompter. What do you want from me? <sighs> to not read off a teleprompter. The teleprompter we can't behind my those. eyelids. That's what I was reading from. If you actually bought a teleprompter, I'd be so upset because there's so many things <laughs> we need to buy before we get a teleprompter for anything. <laughs> We just uh, cancel. Uh, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. What's all your number right. two? Uh, my number two. My number two game of all time is. Come uh, on, you, you had to know it was coming. Tetris. I I was waiting for it. Yeah. I was waiting for it. So Tetris has never stopped being good. There were 
there are versions of Tetris that are not good. <laughs> uh, like, you know, like uh, variations, mutations of Tetris that are no good. But uh, Tetris itself, pure and simple, get one preview block, no hold. Tetris, fun. Always, always going to be fun. The Tetrominoes, fun. That's a math thing. Yeah. That's not a... The, we, we discussed this. We had a Tetris lore episode. <laughs> Tetrominoes is just a... It's a math shape. Like, that's a math term, and they just adopted it for this. Because they were probably math nerds, because it was all coding stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is super cool. Alexei Pajitnov, I believe, was the guy who did this. And, uh, For the he, record, he just did that off the top of his head. I have no way to corroborate that statement, but he, he just pulled that name off the top of his dome, so... It's a, it's on the opening title screen of I, Tetris. You say that like I play Tetris all the fucking time, yeah. which I don't. I could be... <laughs> like a normal person. I could be uh, misremembering, or I'm almost definitely saying the name wrong, but it's definitely Alexei, and it's almost definitely Pajitnov. Like, spelling-wise. <laughs> but, yeah, he's he's got the rights back to it now and has a whole Tetris thing going on. Nice. Uh, there, there was a long battle. Oh, yeah. There was a long legal bullshit because he did he developed it in Russia, so it was Russia's property. You know? So who had the rights to what was unclear. It was a long thing. I think there's a movie about it now. Cool. But, um... I like movies. Uh, the movies are good. I just like learning about stuff I like, no matter how I learn about it. I'd rather watch a movie about the guy that made Tetris than watch a movie about the guy that made Facebook. Let me tell you what. Yeah. Fair call. <laughs> I want to hear about... Unless the movie about the guy that made Facebook is about him being a lizard person. That movie's definitely got to exist. Anyway, there's not much else to say about Tetris. Tetris is great. Yeah, it's everyone so much knows fun. about Tetris. Everyone loves Tetris, but there's no way I couldn't put it on my top ten of all time, number two. Fair. Yeah. Totally fair. Number one. Yeah. Uh, my number one game of all time is obviously the original Final Fantasy VII. Ah. Uh, it's... Man, when I first Surprised played that... Surprised I hadn't heard of Final Fantasy before, now I get it. <laughs> uh, the first time I played Final Fantasy VII, that game, the story, the world, the the width and breadth of how big that world was, and everything there was to do in it, and oh, I was swept up in just the, the majesty of it all, and it's... I love that game so fucking much, man. I just, I love that game so much. So much that I just bought it again for my Switch so that I can play it on my Switch. Yeah. It also came with Final Fantasy VIII, which is awesome. But I bought it for Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I absolutely love VIII. it. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so, the, that's... Got one of it's one of the most well loved games of all time, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's kind of like it, it is that kind of it's almost a cop out game to pick Final Fantasy VII, but it it truly is like I played it when I was young enough and impressionable enough that that game really I was one of the original people playing that game 
and having it change my life when right. I fucking played it. Like, I am that person. I lived that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's being remade so people like you can play it again and so a whole new generation can have that I experience. I have. I've, the, the one that's out, I've beaten it twice. No, yeah. No, I, was, <laughs> I was just saying, like, yeah, that, that experience, they want to transfer to a new generation. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. I love that. Uh, Final Fantasy is just it's just a little too much game for me most of the time Mm -hmm. that's understandable but I love the concepts and I especially love like the art and style of them they're Mm -hmm. so cool to look at I love that (laughs) yeah yeah it's great. I, there's not much for me to say because, uh, not unlike Tetris, the, that game's been talked to death. Everyone knows. If, even most people that haven't played it know about the story of Final Fantasy yeah. VII. I've actually never played Final Fantasy VII for even a second, and uh, I know that Sephiroth kills the lady. Yeah, Aerith. Aerith. <laughs> Aerith. 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 It depends Aerith. on what version you play. Eris. Some in some versions it's Eris with an S at the end, and in some other versions it's Aerith with a TH. Uh, I think it's been decided upon pretty much that it's uh Aerith, but You can just do Aeriths. <laughs> not that hard. <laughs> just make everybody happy and combine them. You can't put the S before the TH, that sounds weird. <laughs> but you can do Aeriths. Oh well. <laughs> not my game. I don't give a shit. Not my game, not my problem. <laughs> That's what I say. My favorite game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's really, 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 really good. If you want to play my game. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't used to do a cover of that song or anything. <laughs> all right. What's all your right. number one? Number one I game need to know. It's... Pokemon Gold and Silver. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, I was waiting. Yeah, so uh, Gold and Silver. <laughs> well, it's gold. that generation. Yeah, it's it's that generation. Gold was the one I had. Um, it's the only generation that I didn't have. What was the blue version of it? Mm-hmm. But I like I like Ho. He's so cool. I'm a Lugia person. Yeah, he's he is vastly more popular. As far as looks and style are concerned, but I just Andy talks. That's that's the thing for me. Yeah, yeah, he talks. That's the thing. Uh, but <laughs> oh, it's just he's rad. He's the golden bird you see in the first episode. Like, uh, I I just I always thought he was way cool. But yeah, I, I needed to put a Pokemon game on this one, and uh, this has my favorite Pokemon of all time, Heracross. Mm-hmm. He came out in this generation. You had to do cool things like headbutt trees to get him. It's the only way to get Heracross. You had to headbutt trees. But um, That's why I never got one. I never headbutted trees. It was the only way. Yeah. You could get special berries that way, too. I think you couldn't find them in the bug area. Like the the the, the bug park area. Maybe. Maybe you could find him rarely in there. But uh, I think that I might have found one there. That also might have been version exclusive. Oh, it might have been. Because those bug park areas almost always have version yeah. exclusive Pokemon. Like also, my little there. brother had Diamond, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had to put a Pokemon game 
on here, and I knew it was probably going to be number one. And the reason for that is I've been playing Pokemon since I was six. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way Pokemon games are built and written prepared me for basically video games as a whole. <laughs> There's no part of Pokemon that you can't find in most of these other games. The sports games are a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. like... Uh, Need for Speed, Tony Hawk, and Skate. I think those are the only ones on this list that couldn't have, like, some direct involvement from Pokemon as an influence. And, like, any RPG game, any RPG Mm -hmm. style, like, that I like, it has to have at least as clever writing as the Pokemon games had when I was six. <laughs> I, and that's Which pretty, is not much. That's a low bar. It, it's a pretty high bar is what I was going to say, because they seemed clever when I was six. <laughs> Those jokes were funny, Derek. That was funny shit. I was an educated six-year-old. I thought that shit was hilarious. And, uh, yeah, so it, it, is, it is a low bar as far as that is concerned but like it is a high bar because that was a standard set for me at that young age and so mm-hmm. like pokemon games have been getting more clever as the, the fans have been growing with it and they're still playable for children but there's a lot more stuff in there that's like oh that's uh, a little racy <laughs> but uh yeah so i i feel like everything that I ended up loving about video games is in a Pokemon game. Yeah. And I can't... Uh, I have said quite enough about Pokemon on this podcast as a whole. I will probably do it more. Especially when the next game comes out, like, next year, because they press their developers like motherfuckers. Yeah. But, uh... I... Pokemon Rat. Pokemon Rad. Pokemon Rat. Pokemon Rad. <laughs> it good. It's it, super rad, you might say. Super rad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like like the Aquabats. Like the Aquabats, yeah. Yeah. Travis Barker did a drum for them for a while. <laughs> They're very religious. Still good band. Still good band, yeah. The cat with two heads. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite video game of all time. The cat with two heads. The cat with two heads. Pokemon, <laughs> the cat with two heads. <laughs> By the Aquabats. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, And also, the best post-game content. Possib- oh yeah, possibly that, of any game ever. Literally of any game ever. I, I still would contend that that is the best post game content of any game ever. Yeah. Um, giving you a whole nother game to play when you're done. Yeah. Like that. You don't have to switch cartridges. Here you go. Yeah. Just go back to the Kanto region. Do what you just did a fucking again. Yeah. Get all eight badges from here. Play the whole first game. Here's all the original Pokemon. Like. You want to do some more Elite Four? You did an Elite Four earlier? Here's another one. Yeah. Oh, you want to go fight Red? Oh, there he is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. The embodiment of the character from the last game. You want that? Yeah, you do. God, so, so good. It was... Uh, I remember getting that the first time. 
and because my very first Pokemon game was yellow. Mm. And then when I played Silver through for the first time and I got to the end and then they gave me the ticket for yeah. the ferry and I'm like, What's happening? The and monorail. I went, Yeah, the monorail, that's what it was. Yeah. And I went over there and I'm the like monorail in Goldenrod City. Cause they said <laughs> Because, yeah, they said to, like, it'll take you to the Kanto region. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's going to be, like, a little thing where, you know, you can go and see, talk to Professor Oak or what. You know, I didn't yeah. expect to get very much out of yeah, it. Yeah, I also thought it was going to be a very minimal, like, you go to, like, the Pokemon uh, gym or maybe you go to the Elite Four from that region or something. Yeah. And then you get there and you realize that you just get to do the whole Kanto region. The like, whole thing? It's just... There you go. Have fun. You blew my little babby brain. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely shit out my baby balls. <laughs> Threw my adult balls right there. Oh man. That was it was crazy. It was like fucking what? <laughs> so yeah, Pokémon Gold Silver's favorite game all time. Um and once again, hours put in. I know I said I put a lot of hours into New Vegas, but I didn't keep track of those hours when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. The amount of hours, the amount of batteries spent on Pokemon, specifically Pokemon Gold and Silver, I mean immense. <laughs> immense. The amount of times I fell asleep playing that, because I was supposed to be asleep already. Yeah. I know I personally have sunk thousands of hours into Pokemon games yeah. over the course of my life. Like, literally thousands of hours. Absolutely. So, my little brother, I think he had a Pokemon, I believe it was Emerald cartridge, where he played one game, it was the game he had his uh, farm in, or whatever, for his Arcanine, oh, right, that I discussed yeah. before. Um, he played in that one uh, save file so much that he reached the 999 hours minute, and it ticked back over to zero. Oh. <laughs> Bummer. Oh, it didn't ruin his game. The timer just ticked back. No, over. I know, mm-hmm. but like you think you you kind of hope it would just get stuck at nine 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 nine. Yeah, no, it ticked back over to zero, and then we were like, oh, "It does that? <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's nuts." All right, well, I think that's been the rest of our top ten video games episodes. I think it has been. Um, If you want to, you know, tell us your opinions on why our opinions are wrong about the best games of all times or anything like that, or, you know, just tell us what your favorite games of all times are, maybe. Yeah. Um, You can do that. You can get a hold of us at trueneutralpod at gmail.com or uh, at trueneutralpod on the Twitter, and I'm at MrDab himself. What? Uh, we got True Neutral Studios on the YouTube and the Instagram and True Neutral Podcast on the Facebook. And I have come to realize that I do that little spiel and I sound like such an old man because I call all of them. It's the tweeter. The, the Facebook. Tweeter, the Facebook. The Instagram. The YouTube. I'm like, God damn. God fucking sound like Grandpa Derek over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to change it. But that's how I, I realize what has happened. Fair enough. But I'm not changing it. Also fair enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't tweet very much, but uh, we also don't have any new tweeter followers. We did do our first Instagram post that wasn't a banana, so... <laughs> 
So go look at those things. Follow them. Like them. Enjoy them. Talk yeah. to us. Please. And uh, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.